Hey Zookeepers, it's Brandon, one of the Kaiju Hollywood bad boys, to welcome you to another episode of Podzuki. We are talking about Shin Ultraman with guest Kevin Pottis of the Thought Cops. Uh, check out the podcast. It's, it's a really good movie. Um, also, like, I know it's a spoiler ahead of time, we usually wait till the reviews, but man, this movie whips so much ass. It's, you, you gotta go see Shin Ultraman if you get a chance. As always, if you like this podcast, uh, you know, rate, review, I don't know what they're doing nowadays, but we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those locations. Uh, if you want to ever email us or tweet at us, you can tweet at us at Podzuki, just Podzuki on Twitter, and then PodzukiPodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read it on air. Um, and you know what? Have a fun she watch. That's all I can say. Render unto Ghidra what is Ghidra's. Ten to one he sees you through a beaker and a tweezers. Read the fine print and be like, what's the big deal? Spun wheels of steel since broke wheel, big wheel. Back when it was greasy as curl, now it's easy dread. Had a rhyme on how they used to tease him about his peasy head. Yes, yes, y'all, to the beat. I'm still not going to start off the podcast right now. I'm Pete Holmes references are old now. Like People don't even remember Pete Holmes because he didn't get that big for podcasting, but I think early podcasters listen to him and also like he's not really that big anymore mm-hmm. he had that show on hbo yeah crashing and burning yeah, yeah i think i think sarah's sarah sherman's way more famous now than yeah Pete oh yeah i, I was talking one. to people who work about her the other day like oh yeah she was do on they the have show some do they have run. some kind of beef or something at some point I, I could remember i saw her tweeting about him years ago like well i don't know if they had a beef but i just know that sarah squirm will just say whatever she thinks about people online which i think yeah. is very charming yeah. regardless of their famous and i really wish everybody interacted that way but you know. yeah <laughs> oh i might get a writing no you won't you won't get a writing job with him one day you fucking coward yeah. just say it <laughs> It takes a lot of strength to just admit that you're not going to get a job writing for Family Guy one yeah. day. Oh, well, I was going to not bring it up and just see it organically happen, but... No, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Kevin, you got to look on the bright side of things. If you believe in multiverse theory, you're already writing for Family Guy somewhere. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I think this is this is going to sound so. And in that universe, Family Guy is a terrible show, though. Yeah. Oh no! Wait, hold on. That universe, Family Guy, is the best it's ever been. It's the only TV show. Yeah. They don't do any, like, shows that are just describing three different movies in a comedic way. Yeah. And in that universe, it's actually called The Mod Father. Yeah. It's about a boy who mods his video games. Seth Um, MacFarlane's not depressed. Yeah. Uh, okay, welcome. Because he started doing voices for all these cartoons. Wait, is he okay? Is he depressed? I don't know anything about that. I just know that it seems like... American Dad and Family Guy, like he's just there to Can do he the just voices. Sing some money. Uh, I think he regrets doing so many voices for the cartoon because we... now that they keep they've been going for like twenty years now, he has to keep coming and doing the voices even though he's not written for the shows. I mean that years. that makes a lot of sense. I just wonder like should we perform a wellness check yeah. <laughs> on Seth? But, like, I'm, one of those ways that, like, evil right-wingers do it, where they try to, like, invade the homes of, like, trans individuals they get the addresses of and saying they're doing a wellness check. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. 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 We should we should dox and then slot. Yeah. So yeah. Farland. God, I wish what I just said. If he's not depressed now, he will be. <laughs> ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh, Make ooh. sure of it. That's that's another t-shirt. Can we get a t-shirt? Hashtag slot Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. T-shirt. I really, for for God's sake, I really do need to make another T-shirt. That would be great for like my idea for like the Mar- Super Mario Brothers, oh, 9-11, yeah. Never Forget. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then on the front, like uh, check on Seth MacFarlane, because he was supposed to be on those fucking planes. I guess he was. <laughs> yeah. I, if I remember reading, he got too busy thinking about how great American standards were. And he 
So, am I thinking correctly? Um, get, welcome to Podzuki, America's favorite podcast, um, as endorsed by BetterHelp.com. Uh, use hashtag It seems like it's a scam. dot com. Um, should I just go for it right there? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Nobody. Shots fired. Yeah. Nobody really <laughs> was in trouble. Uh, I'm one of your kaiju Hollywood bad boys, uh, Brandon Kirkman. I almost looked you in the eyes when I said that's really weird. I, I looked away. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I, I am another one of your kaiju Hollywood bad boys, Luke Evans Flip. I'm your third Hollywood kaiju bad boy, Martin Felschman, and tonight we have special guest tied for first in our favorite thought cop. Wow. Everybody, give yeah. it up right now for Kevin Potus. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's an honor. It is Tied, an honor to be here. Zwick's still at the top, sorry. Damn it! <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to get him. It's okay. You're leagues above Graham. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, well, as long as I can have that. He's that's the, all he's I He's at the ask. very, very bottom rung. Everyone's equally tied, by the way, still, but he's at the very bottom rung wow. of the oh, yeah. yeah, don't worry. Nico's up there, too. Damn. Let's just throw it in. Who else could we throw in? Aaron Klopfer? Yeah, yeah. Klopfer He's classic. been on enough. Yeah. You've been on enough. I feel yeah. like people have, you know, it's a, it's a ecosystem and we're all suffering in there together. Yeah. Just throw Jab in there for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Ken Bone. Ken Bone. <laughs> I, okay, so he I He needs the opportunities now. You, you know what? Fuck after, him. After the whatever election it was, he's not had any This anymore. is so personal petty. He followed me on Twitter for a while. And then we had some interactions where I'm like, okay, this is a, a for sure follow back, follow you, and we'll be fine. And then I noticed a few months down the road he'd unfollowed me, and I was like, that piece of shit. Okay, well, you know what? <laughs> he was unfollowed by Ken Bone. He was on our show twice and didn't follow the podcast, didn't follow either one of us, and he followed you because you left a voicemail and said, can you please follow me? Right. So he did. We never even got the Ken Bone yeah. follow to begin with, so, you know, kind and of blessings. he realized how fucking annoying I am online and unfollowed me, like any intelligent person would do, and I'm pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, we're, hey, <laughs> okay, uh, we really were dragging it for a while. Um, we're, we're here today to talk about, um, an American classic that is, of course, Ultraman from Japan in 1966, from Subaria Productions. Um, they recently decided to, to do a reboot, part of the Shin series. Reboot. Reboot. A little reboot. <laughs> that, that's how they say it. That's why they say it in Canada. Yeah, in Canada. <laughs> and then what, Shin means new? Shin means new. Okay. It, it, new and God. Also, yeah. new uh, guys. I was looking at that up, and that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like we're like like it, like Shinto. Like what about religion. Kami? Kami, that's like kind of like a spirit. This, isn't, this it? isn't Dragon Ball. Yeah. Well, that's how I know all of my Japanese, which is to say very little. Oh, Google so said new, fresh, and God. Yeah. Were like ways you could interpret the word. Okay, so this Ooh. is like kind of like a. Well, I'll just call it Shin Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. For the DS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. That's exactly it. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah, this was uh, part of the Shin series that, uh, you know, Hideki Anno has been doing. Famously did Shin Godzilla in 2016, which fucking kicks ass. We'll get to our podcast episode of doing that eventually. Uh, and then he will be having Shin Ultraman coming out this year, which I'm going to jizz my pants over. Shin Kamen Rider? Yeah, it's going to be. That's the, yeah, because yeah. Ultraman is the one we watched. Ultraman's the one we watched. <laughs> I was like, Shin. I hope I watched the right <laughs> yeah. so Shin Kamen Rider is supposed to be, I think, March 2023. They don't have the American release. That's the release. Well, it is also the Hideki Anno, which I think is why the Shin series has gotten the notoriety. Yeah. Was oh, Shin Godzilla sure, yeah. was fucking awesome. Yes. But everybody wanted to see it because it's the guy from Ava. Yeah. yeah. And this and one's kind of a cheat because, like, he... He just wrote it. He well, he wrote... And he's an executive producer. And also, to be honest, knowing, like, the structure of how Hollywood works, as well as, like, a lot of uh, Japanese filmmaking... You have a lot of say when you're an executive producer, sometimes more than director, but his friend Shinji Higuchi 
directed this, and he's an old Gynex alum. Um, also, he directed the old Gamera reboot movies from the 90s, which I think kick ass. Well, he did okay. uh, Shin Godzilla with them, too, Yeah, right? they, wrote, they yeah. co-wrote it together. Oh, cool, okay. cool. That, that makes sense, because this feels very much like a companion piece to Shin yeah. Godzilla. It does, but it's. I, I wrote down the cinematography is gratuitous. But that's good. Okay, that's, that's Shots good fired. in my opinion. Yeah. That's good. But it's and I have not seen Shin Godzilla since it came out and we watched it at your parents' old house. But it did, it did a lot of this same stuff, which I love. Like it's filmed like you would film an anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But they do it a bit too much in this, where like gets to be silly sometimes. Yeah. Like, when I, you're, like, sure. you're filming like through underneath an office chair. I was gonna. Oh, I, I definitely was gonna get to that too. Yeah. When, when they're in the bag of chips, like Death Note, I fucking love that shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to. I want to be a little potato chip in there, being eaten by. Uh, oh, me too. Being stress eaten by that one girl. And this is what I want to say. This, I'm gonna ask this right now. Are you pro or anti Goofy? Everyone at the table, starting with Luke. Goofy, like the Disney character? No, like like camp. Oh, like just the idea. Like Goofy, like campiness. Well, the yeah. answer the okay. answer is yes for both of them. So you're pro you're pro Goofy, both the character and the action yes all right then kevin are you pro goofy oh i am pro goofy i am so silly i get i like to get <laughs> calm it down please. i like to get randy yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> please my baby sleep <laughs> no she can't hear us from here um Martin, are, you, are you pro goofy well you know what if my name were chuck i would say something along the lines of my name is chuck and i'm here to yuck okay it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> oh, man i Okay, uh, quick sidebar too. I think I've mentioned this many times, but me and Barbara go back and rewatch Kill Bill Volume One and Two because it's our favorite movies collectively. I totally thought you were gonna say a Goofy movie. No. <laughs> no. I mean, Goofy movie is a good movie too, but like not the sequel. An I extremely mean, Goofy movie. Even though like That's just too much Goofy for me. Even though like I guess Quentin, no, I agreed with yeah. Goofy, but I'd say even though like Quentin Tarantino doesn't age the best, but man, those movies still. Every time I watch them, they're so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. I feel like it's aged better than maybe even Pulp Fiction, which is big words to say, but I believe it. And I am, yes, pro-goofy. So, the reason I want to ask this is that I feel like this is kind of a goofy movie. This is a very goofy movie. Yeah. I think it's a goofy movie. It's got a lot of goofy elements, and, like, we didn't mention that, like, we all watch this kind of different ways. Yeah. Okay, oh, we gotta mention that up top, too. Okay, so we watch this in three different ways. So, Kevin, you got to see it with your significant other. Yes, I saw it in the cinema. Yeah. I had a bag of popped corn oh, with nice. my. I had a large. I had a large uh, pop, mm. and uh, I saw. What kind of, it, whoa, whoa, whoa! What kind of pop are we talking? I think it was like a fruit punch. Well, technically it wasn't pop. It was a fruit punch, mm-hmm. Hawaiian punch or whatever the hell they got in that. I'm gonna guess it's a made fruit punch. I don't think it's a Hawaiian punch. I'm gonna say it's good red juice. It, I, 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 I don't know, honestly, I didn't fill it up. I just was, hey, do you want some with the washed on that popcorn? And it was, uh, yeah, I, it was day off because I didn't even know it was going to be in theaters because we were going to record last week. And then you're like, oh, it's in theaters. And I'm like, well, if we're not going to record, I might as well go see it in movie theaters because, you know, I've been yeah. wanting to see one, one, a movie for a while in theaters. And Yeah, my you know? piece of shit daughter, six months old, got a stomach virus. That is bogus. I had a podcast. I told her, baby, listen, I need a podcast. No, I was actually very concerned and I was very worried, but she's doing better now. So. That's good. Yeah. Um, so you got to see it in the film. Yeah. Uh, the, you got to see it in the I got, film. Sorry, I've had half a drink and I haven't had alcohol in like a week and a half. I so. went to a movie. Yeah. Um, uh, how was the experience? That, okay, this is kind of something I've talked about on Thought Cops a bit, is like, I've noticed over the last couple years, whenever I go to the movie theater, which, for the record, I do like going to see movies at the movie theater. Right. There's a lot of, uh, somewhat inappropriate laughter, I've noticed. Uh, like, I went to go see, there's like a double feature of, like, Eraserhead 
and Lost Highway and Music Box Theater. <laughs> Two movies that a lot of laughter should not be happening. Well, it was like, I, 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 I could say weird laughter at David Lynch movies. And that's yes, what it was. Yeah. It was it was like, okay, some of it was understandable, but some, some people were like laughing. They were trying to be like, I understand. I, I, me and David are on the same wavelength, and like it was like watching the movie with like fucking Beavis and Butthead in the theater, and like it was a lot of people were like laughing. Like some parts were funny because he's a quirky guy, yeah. and I laughed. He's a quirky a little bit, but he that's also like real. A, that's also like a tale as old as time. Like I can't believe that someone in Narcos Theater would laugh disingenuously. And that's why it was Music Box Theater. <laughs> oh yeah. God, I was being that guy for a second. Wasn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean I was that guy too. Like yeah. Uh, like yeah, I get duck soup. Like, <laughs> this is a very weird aside, very Chicago specific. But I was honestly pissed the music box was not playing Shin Ultraman. Kind of surprising, but it was it was cool to see it like more widely distributed than like just music box. Even yeah, though yeah. it wasn't there at all, I guess. But yeah, they must have played it just that one day because I was trying to find. I think it was, it was. for yeah, it. Yeah, it was so on um, January 11th they did the sub. On January 12th they have a dub. And apparently the well the dub's supposed to be good. So listen, this is very important. Okay. okay. I had somebody point this out to me. It's like there's people who have dyslexia and other you know like reading disabilities. That's why dubs are actually important to have. Okay. But no, I'm still, the bad guy. Yeah. I'm the bad. Guy. <laughs> I mean, and you're ableist. You're uh, fat phobic. Uh-huh, and also, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. Sorry. General accessibility. Yeah. General accessibility. So dubs are good to have. And I heard the dub was supposed to be good. Um, I'm a part of a Shin Ultraman uh, and Ultraman Zine group on <laughs> Discord, so I was, you getting, are. I was getting all the info on it. Uh, listen, the Shoe Watch Volume Three is coming out. The art I did for it, I think, is fantastic. Check it out. Coming out in March. Um, but I thought it was like it, it just a, a cool experience to have it where it is at least in theaters, even if it was like just two days. Um, but then, that's right. Like, yeah, 15 years ago, this movie would not come out in any single theater no, in, in no. America. No. Yeah. And was it, like, decently packed for it, too? Uh, it, yeah, decently. It wasn't, like, every single seat or anything like that, but it was, like, probably 75% full. But what I was going to say was, again, like we said, it's a little bit goofy, it's a little bit silly, kind of campy, but there was a lot of people in this movie theater who were, like, and this is just subjective, but I felt they were laughing a little bit too hard. Even at scenes that felt like they were supposed to be maybe even like kind of sad. Yeah. Like when he's like shows him in like the hospital afterwards, like because <laughs> it was like a funny looking shot because he had the casts on or something, and they were yeah. just like people like like five people burst out laughing, and I'm like, I don't know if that's. I want to know that be... weird guy. It's like hospital. I, <laughs> I I like to think that those five people also broke their arms falling into the ocean, and it was very like cathartic to them to see. Yeah. Them. Yeah. 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 I I mean I'm going to choose to believe that was the case. This was like a relatable moment for them. They felt seen, they felt heard. They're laughing with like tears coming down. It was down just their yeah. Face. joy. Like, that's yeah, a, yeah, no yeah. way to express. He's it. just like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> that being said though, I really was glad I saw this in movie theaters cuz it just like you know, I it's nice that they're like you said bringing a lot more of these kinds of movies to these larger like rollouts for like it was only a day or two but still it was cool that a lot of people did show up for Ultraman which again is something I never would have expected you know yeah. uh, but overall I really did you know the, the screen the sound and everything was very immersive and just the experience because everybody there was really enjoying themselves like nobody was like not really into it yeah so that honestly it, it felt cool to see it with the crowd even if they were kind of obnoxious it was still enjoyable yeah. I, I, I will say like Ultraman out of all the Japanese properties that are popular in America, it probably has the oldest footprint yeah, in America. That's the thing is like, my my father, who was born in nineteen fifty nine, mm-hmm. he watched Ultraman on TV. That's what I was about to child. say. My yeah. dad did too, and they also put Ultra Seven, which was a series after 
as an American dub too, like in the sixties. Yeah, I was actually texting him with him before coming here. The, like, it was part of some like block that he would watch called the Wee Willies Wonder Show. Things were called, which is like a Philadelphia thing. But uh-huh. he watched it and like had like uh, Ultraman, Astro Boy, and Speed Racer. Oh, okay, that's cool. Dope. So like it was like it was a package show where they bought this stuff from Japan, yeah, yeah, on the cheap, and then made American versions of it. That's pretty cool. I mean, like I, I would say, like I mean, it definitely doesn't. Have, I mean, like it was around earlier than Godzilla, but I feel like we can all agree Godzilla probably has a larger. Cultural oh, yeah. footprint because well, definitely I mean, the so movie, big. not a TV he's, show. I mean, so is Actually. Ultraman. So is hey, Ultraman. Up top. Because <laughs> like, Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> the only thing I knew about Ultraman is because I, I saw it in passing once on TV as a kid or something. All I knew was that he can get big. <laughs> I knew not. I knew what he, I knew what he looked like. I knew he can get big. I knew nothing else about him before I saw this movie whatsoever. Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent me too. Because like I know like things that were inspired by Ultraman. Like, yeah, I yeah. always thought that uh, we did it on the podcast once. Uh, Super Samurai Cyber Squad. Gridman. I thought that was Ultraman. SSS Gridman is part of Ultraman universe. And, and then I also thought that Jet Jaguar He's not. was Ultraman. He's a piece of shit. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they made him to look like Ultraman and have Ultraman's powers because he was so popular in Japan at the time. Hmm. And then Toho Productions is like, well, we got to get on that cash cow. If this does well, we can make our own series afterwards. It did not. It's do not well. Ultraman. He's got teeth. Yeah, he's yeah. hit. Oof. Yeah, it's okay. This is the non-union Mexican equivalent of Ultraman. <laughs> yeah. Like how how I did feel about it though is like, or this sort of thing in general is, and Brandon, you may want to bite my head off for this, but I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> I always find this kind of like retro Japanese hero stuff to be kind of like corny. You know, like, I feel like Godzilla is something, it's like, I can grasp very easily. It's cool. They're big monsters. They look Once awesome. Again, he's so big. <laughs> massive. Massive. Yeah. But again, so is Ultraman. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, what, you know, it's just a guy in spandex and everything. And I, I kind of, I, I felt to myself, like, this has always seemed like something that was very corny to me. I'm going to see this movie. And if they can make me give a fuck about Ultraman, I will be so impressed. Yeah. And let's just say, uh, maybe they did. Okay, we'll get there. Am I allowed to say that? Or? Yeah, you can say it yeah. now. And I, I, yeah, they I, did. We're kind of in the territory now. Yeah. I watched the film in uh, Japanese without any subtitles because I could not find a download that had subtitles. And you're, you are fluent? Uh, no. Okay. I, 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 I understood, like, uh, like I could understood staying alike when they say, like, oh, he just said I. <laughs> yeah. Or he just said, she just said she. Did, did you understand <laughs> when they said Ultraman? Well, they say, like, I, yeah, they Ultraman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that means Ultraman. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I thought it meant car. Fuck. Yeah. Oh my god. Where's but it is. Car? I think Where's I still coming? got the story pretty well, and there's definitely a lot of goofiness to it. But also, like maybe not enough. Because it's kind of a disconnect. Like they clearly love the '70s show because you've got all these old sound effects. Uh, 1966 and this, is actually dude, when it came out. That's what was, I want to say really quick about seeing it in theaters. Like those old style sound effects on those big theater sound system was like so fucking cool. Yeah, it was yeah. so cool. And but it is like like when you when they played a song from the original series, you could definitely tell. Oh, yes. Is versus to whatever songs they wrote for the score for right. it. And then me and Martin watched it, like I said, traditional internet boy style where we bit-torrented it and then watched the subtitles. 
Um, and uh, I did put it on my television downstairs with the sound bar, so I got that with the sound effects going on. Nice. The music for the movie fucking rips. Oh, like, yeah, it does. Yes. Um, we'll get to it later, and we'll start doing the summer here soon, but like when they get into the fight with uh, Mephilius... Oh, yeah. yeah, I, 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 yeah. Oh, like, that's when... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll go over some of my notes, because I know nothing about Ultraman lore. Okay, I, I know, know like what his so, powers are really. I know this he can is where fly, I'm not to fucking. He can do like a cross with his I'm hands. I'm gonna drop some shit Jesus so hard here, dude. <laughs> but so, that's why I kind of want to go over what I think the yeah. story. The I think Ultraman, like he's an alien. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And but he's like melds with the human yeah, who yeah. dies at the beginning. He's kind of like Firestorm from DC Comics. You got it exactly. Okay, and uh, then he's like, like he wants to help humanity, but it also is like, is do I maybe help too much? Oh my like man, Superman. this is yeah. You're getting all the bullet points. Yeah, and then he's got like a um, Mr. Mephilus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Mephilus. I was yeah. that's what I kept trying to think of the whole so, time. The funny <laughs> thing about him, so he's an original villain from the Ultraman series called Mephilus. They did get the name inspired from the Bible for Mephilus or uh, Mesophistos, you know, whatever how it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah Cats the, 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah the, the the bad guy from the Shadow uh, Hedgehog games. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and he's kind of like, why would you want to help these lower people? Like, right. Why, like, we're superior. Fight with me. Yeah. Also, uh, I wrote down ambition equals bad because like ambition seems to be a negative trait. From it's where I was it's, it's almost there. I'd say. Like, like, say like, like progressing is not bad, but like ambition just for ambition's sake. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's most of what I have, uh, ending with Ultraman equals Superman, because he seems to have a lot of Superman traits. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think that's, like, I mean, honestly, it is kind of funny that it had to happen this way, but it's kind of cool to see, like, how the message is, like, easily kind of portrayed, even without language for the film. I mean, I think it's a, <clears throat> we'll wait for the reviews, but I think it's going to be, <laughs> I did that cough like a Justin Rowland. I can't stop thinking about all the bad news has come out with that. Oh God! My I, personal I, favorite man. No, he's a <laughs> he's a piece of shit. Not good. Um, not good. It, so this is a weird. I'm gonna just do the sidebar for this. But like for years, I've known like Justin Rowland. When I'd see him in interviews, like this guy seems like a pretentious prick. I hate. I'm like when the news came, out, I'm kind of like you know what. I, I knew it. I could buy. I was vibe checking that guy. And I got You're one of those like I always knew he was I bad, oh, and man. I said nothing. <laughs> I let him suffer. So like I a real Democrat. It. Vote. It's important to vote. Um, no, I I do feel like it's that thing of like I would see interviews like all the way back in 2014. There was this interview where like he's like unions are pieces of shit who don't want to work. And we shouldn't have an animation union. And then he got into NFT. Well, yeah, that was a couple years ago. Yeah. Got... Oh, I see. And then he got in, into NFT art where he's like almost purposely like ripping off fans. And then for the newest game he put out, he got into AI art because he didn't want to pay um, voice actors. So he got basically an AI program to make the voice lines. And then he also got AI art to do the art design so he didn't have to pay his artists. I'm like, of course he beats his partners. Why yeah. wouldn't he? It all winds up. <laughs> I mean, what a weird thing. I, I, I feel you can be an asshole in business and not a domestic abuser. Yeah. I think those the, are the AI. Like, to... I think you should check all the fields. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I'm walking back on that quickly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I also shouldn't have just gone. Yeah. 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 You should be bad all around. I should not have. Oh, yes my stationery store is a success. I gotta beat a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oof, oof. Uh, anyway, AI does suck. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, piece sucks. of shit, rotten hell. Um, you know, you cannot patent a, a trademark anything made by an AI because an AI cannot own a patent, at least in America. I know. That so far, so you're saying I can so have far. sex with this AI? 
You're no, saying I can have I mean, sexual intercourse? <laughs> and it sounds hot? I don't think anything was stopping that to begin with. Okay, well, I'm, thank you. Um, they still call that AI. Yeah. Artificial impregnation. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> okay, we really got off the track. We should actually start yeah. getting to the summation of the movie. So, oh, yeah. uh, for the actual plot of the movie, I feel like you like hit all the main points. Is like Going through it kind of quickly, they do the beginning setup of this. And once again, I'm... Uh, Pretty big Ultraman fan, almost up there with Common Rider. They're a, a group that, like, their whole a government group where the thing is to, they deal with kaiju, right. right? They're the SSSP, which is from the original series. A fun thing is that... And their mascot's so cute. The mascot's so yeah, cute. Yeah, I love I, that. I, <laughs> little guy. I would prefer that as an Olympic mascot. Me too. All <laughs> of the Olympus mascots in my lifetime is suck. That thing's yeah, adorable. They're either, they either Dizzy suck or they're too horny. Cool. I don't um, remember Dizzy. Yeah. Well, Dizzy was the first time oh, I, remember, I, remember. I remember Dizzy, yeah. They pushed Dizzy hard. Yeah. There was a video game. There was a, <laughs> a video game. Video there was a Dizzy. special on Cartoon Network. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, Fuck. Look it up gotta, later. But anyway, so before Ultraman came out in Japan in 1966, in 1965, there's a series called Ultra Q. It was also about the SSP, but it's where there's no Ultraman, but it was more like a Twilight Zone kind of setup over there. They'd have all these different mysteries of the week that they'd solve. It's actually a really good show. So uh, it's like QAnon. It's like QAnon. Um, it's aged really well, but anyways, <laughs> they decide after I that, watched a bit of that. I liked that it. it felt like Thunderbirds, but without, they were, they're real people, not marionettes. Yeah, exactly. But it had the same sort of like, like James Bond technology. Yeah. And like the, they <laughs> start recording something, like press start, a, an old reel-to-reel recorder comes out of the floor. Yeah. And then starts recording like, it didn't need to come out of the floor. They could just start recording cool. on it. <laughs> yeah, but it looks yeah. cool. At the beginning of the movie, too, that little riff is the actual original Ultra Q theme song, too, which is fun to know. Uh, but they basically go... All over the montage? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the kaijus have been kind of getting bigger and progressively more kind of, uh, you know, harder to deal with. So that's where the story starts to ramp up, where they have this big encounter with this uh, uh, kaiju they call Naranga, where it's like... He basically has all the combined traits of the earlier kaijus, but this time he's got a big old drill head, which is fucking dope. It's, well, there was an Angoris-looking kaiju before that. Yeah. At the very beginning, right? Yeah, and that's like one... Once again, that's another one from the Ultra Q show originally, and that's an Ultraman. Does Ultra kaiju Man. come from Ultraman? Because they were saying kaiju a lot. Kaiju technically comes all the way back from Godzilla, but it was just like a universal term that's used yeah. for all the... Like, like what does monsters? kaiju technically mean in Japanese? Weird monster. How many know. episodes of this show have you done where we're just now discussing the definition? We've talked kaiju. about kaiju before. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about yeah, that before. We, we define this in the early episodes. All right, so I need we, a fucking... We do, we do it like every 10 or so episodes. Yeah, I need a fucking beer. I'm getting tired. <laughs> Actually, I might go grab a Miller from upstairs real quick. Do you guys need anything? No. All right, I'm talk good. amongst yourselves. I'm good. Do what you gotta do. All right, keep summation. <laughs> yeah, I do want to say the CG in this part of the movie, I was like... I, you know, it was not quite... It's better than other movies. Oh, for but sure, but... I do wish it had been more dudes in costumes. Like, when I when I saw the kaiju montage and when he was fighting the giant kaiju who eats electricity, mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, uh, hmm. Like, I, I, it was not quite as good as Shin Godzilla. And granted, they, were, they no. just had Godzilla to work with, so it didn't yeah. have to be, you know... And also, they weren't a big part of the movie, so not well, a big well, deal. Especially when, like, Ultraman was in CGI. It's like Ultraman was just a dude in yeah. like spandex with tiny trees around him. Mm-hmm. So when you've got that in CGI trying to recreate a dude in spandex but it's clearly not. Well, I will a dude say in spandex. I thought the I, the kaiju specifically that's how I felt, but 
Ultraman himself. I thought oh, he yeah. looked phenomenal. He looks incredible. You, like, s- you see the little ripples on his on his skin and as he moves. And when you great. see like that, like the in the close up of his like glove, I'm like that. Like you could just like um, like know exactly how that would feel and everything. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to be held by him. I, I just want to hold Ultraman's hand. Yeah, I want to kiss him. Oh, back by the way. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I I feel like the just to kind of get back on the conversation here, the CGI for this was really well done. Me and Martin were talking about this earlier this week, but I feel like CGI in Japanese media, especially like in Hollywood, why am I calling it Japanese Hollywood? In Japanese filmmaking, <laughs> Japanese, <laughs> Japanese Hollywood. Hollywood, baby. Yeah. Um, it just says Japanese Hollywood. Yeah, it's just, it's just Japanese above above a Hollywood market. It's a, we're in such dangerous territory for a type of <laughs> wordplay. I'm considering with it, where I'm not I'm not touching it. Uh, but anyways. Like, uh, I think back to, like, the early 2000s of, like, uh, I specifically had this example of, like, Captain Harlock, which is this old anime series. Oh, I love Captain Harlock. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. Captain Harlock, too. I love Galaxy Express 3.9. Yeah. Same. It's all, all classics, but, like... Um, all the ladies look exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that guy could wa- draw H-O-T. one woman face. Yeah. Um, but the, I remember they were, like, totting at the time, like, oh, this we have computer graphics for this movie. It's going to look so good. And I remember, like, getting the copy from fucking Suncoast Video. Oh, man. And the, I miss Suncoast. And the, the, the computer graphics were so bad. Like, it was, like, PS1 level to, like, yeah. see where they are, like, nowadays is, like, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think, like, CG, maybe, like, it's anime and stuff, it's starting to get decent. Yeah. But, like, yeah. yeah, for a long time... It was bad. Like, I was, like, thinking of, like, the even the Death Note movie. They had the Shinigami in the Japanese Death Note movie, not the Netflix one. Yeah, I've, oh. not, I've not watched the Japanese one. I've seen the Netflix one. It sucks. It sucks. But, yeah. but yeah. Willem Dafoe is doing Green Goblin. Yeah. In that movie. Yeah. But, like... <laughs> it, 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 it's a paycheck. I'm happy. He, he <laughs> yeah. saves that movie. Like, in general, yeah. I have a very, very low bar for what I expect from, like, CG in Japanese movies. Which I would say the kaiju still surpassed that, but I felt like I was saying that like, compared it to Godzilla from Shin Godzilla, and I'm like, these look a little, you know, shoddy it definitely by had comparison. A, but yeah, it had a Ultraman, bigger budget for sure. Ultraman and everything else in the movie after that looked really, really good. Well, one yeah. of the last movies we did was uh, Godzilla Final Wars, and that had some <laughs> bad, like... And I think Japan, like, they were, like... That they, is a better example, they're, too, that, like, early, like, yeah. PlayStation 2 graphics. Yeah, and I think their, like, film industry, like, they don't... Japan doesn't have, like, a Hollywood, do they? They have Japanese Hollywood. Were you talking about it? <laughs> yeah, but, but they're... Were you not, not listening? Is there, like, one city where, like, oh, that's where movies are made Los Angeles, Japan. Japan. Yeah, yeah, Los Angeles, Japan. Yeah. But, like, I don't no, think they I don't have think that, so, so they'll just, like... And I think they embrace CGI a bit heavier than America did. And that's why it looks so crappy, because they wouldn't mm-hmm. use it to excess. Mm-hmm. Whereas in America, like, Steven Spielberg and stuff, like, like okay, I'm going to use a computer to make the dinosaur when you can't really see the dinosaur. Well, let me yeah. let you see But if you see it, it's going to be a fucking robot. If, if I were to assume, I, I, I would assume that people making the financial decisions behind the film were in charge of deciding, like, oh, we're doing this all CGI, rather than, like, hey, let's do it to accentuate points to make things look better. Yeah. I think so. You talking about like this movie? I'm talking about in general. Yeah. yeah, and that's true. But I also think like because Hideaki Anno's name is attached to this movie. Yeah. I think he could get some like leeway to get things oh, done a bit. I, for the record, I think the CG in this movie is great. I'm not going to argue. The CG in this uh, in this movie is great. And so also, I don't like, really know what point I was. It, it, it's also like <laughs> it's just, um, I don't think it's like crazy to go outside and make this comparison. It's like he is basically like on a. I want to say, like, Spielberg level in Japan for filmmaking. So for him getting a budget and an executive producer, I'm sure he had some weight that he could throw around pretty pretty hard and well. So One, one thought I have on this 
I don't know if you would call it a franchise, like the Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman, Shin Kamen Rider. This experience, I I feel like it's hard not to, in my mind, compare it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're going for that. I mean, they called the Japan Zero Cinematic Universe now. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And it's like, it's not a bad thing. I don't hate the MCU. I don't really like it. But I, I, it feels like there's a very similar parallel. These old properties yeah. were kind of making them real yeah. and things well, like that. Well, it's like what movie makers always wanted to do. You want to go see this movie because it's from this franchise. Right, movie. right, Like how right. Universal had back in the day. Like, and, uh, I'm going to go which, see this movie. In a weird, in a weird, Universal horror movie. In a way that's worrying because it's like so much of like movies here in America have become superhero because of the exact thing. Something right, you're saying like a fr- it has to be a franchise I know, or I'm not going to spend my time on it. And that's I feel like Japan is maybe getting close to that. That being said, these are quality movies. They haven't felt like the same MCU kind of yeah. feel to them so far. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But you know, I feel like Hideaki Anno is like the the, the uh, Japan's answer to Kevin Feige. Yeah, <laughs> that is actually like a really good that would be a good, a good comparison. S- second act. Yeah. For him. Oh, yeah. I get maybe even third act, because, like, first act, original mm-hmm. Ava, second act, reboot. Well, actually, if we go back to Daikon <laughs> Studio... Okay. <laughs> Love that, yeah. Uh, uh, you mean Daikon 5? Which we've we've talked about on the podcast a lot for the last few episodes. The boob bounce that changed the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know what? We're going to keep bringing it up, because that fucking opening for Daikon 5 kicks It's ass. either Amazing, real or it's yeah. a dream, there's nothing that is in between. And once like, again, we will plug Electric Light Orchestra's album Twilight. Like, I, I, I only found that out like maybe a few months ago, and I'm like, this is one of the best things I've ever seen. And this actually does tie it back, because yeah. it goes all the way fucking back to that day. Hideki Anno has been a huge Ultraman fan because there's so many Ultraman kaiju and characters in that animation. Um, so I feel like it all coming like to this kind of crossroad, and then his friend, you know, Shinji uh, Hiroguchi directing it too, is like, you can tell there's a lot of love in this movie. Oh, yeah. um, and we can go through like the plot points a little bit more quicker. Because the one thing I love about this film, and I wrote this note specifically, is it just gets into it. There's like no mm. wasted time. What I really wanted to know that I couldn't get through, through watching it in a language I don't understand... What do the aliens want? So the funny thing Resources. is... Resources? The aliens for both of the appearances... So you have the first one, which is Zarab, which is the weird-looking one that has the metallic silver face yeah. and, like, no back of his body. And the little hat. Did I... Yeah, yeah did I remember that incorrectly? He came in, like, a trench coat and a hat. He like, came yes. Oh, I remember. I, I wrote down for that, like, friend or foe. Yeah. And then when he was shaking hands with, like, the president or whatever, like, I wrote foe. Foe. Definitely. <laughs> Underline. I, it's... So I think the... Film, I also wrote down Cousin It. Because yeah, with the hat, oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. hit. So both of the aliens have very similar intentions, where they want to make the humans feel like they're they can be subjugated. And they they were they were saying like Ultraman's actually a villain. Yeah, right. That's what yeah. I was, yeah. And then basically, Zarab is like he he has bad intentions. I can give you technology to advance your civilization. We can be friends. And he knew basically going to the Japanese government right away is like they're going to give him everything he wants because they want to get that technology. Which goes back to the Shin Godzilla of like doing the bureaucratic aspect of it so well. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. Like just he's just like this guy's like I know humans are shitty. Fucking get in here, buddies. Also, it's exactly what the Exilians did. Yeah. In Astro Monster and fi- Godzilla right. Final War. And then yeah. he basically he's an alien that operates through using technology to imitate Shin Ultraman in this. But uh, and once again, it's a callback to the original series. It's what he did in the series too for the original Ultraman, as he showed up as an imposter Ultraman to be like Earth, you need to destroy this guy. So. But as Imposter Ultraman, what did he do that was bad? 
He was just there. He blew right? up that uh, the power plant. facility. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. City. And oh, yeah. he like just menacingly stood to make sure people could see him. Yeah. Because that's that's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I guess he did that and then didn't do anything else yeah. and just yeah. waited to be destroyed. I just love that he had like this pompous side to him. I mean, both of the aliens are very pompous, but specifically with Zarab, like, okay, I'll just do this and the government will take care of him. And I love that. Ultraman shows up and just kicks the shit out of him. I was going to so say, this, like, honestly, up until this point of the movie, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah. And then it wasn't until the fight scene with Ultraman and Zarab. Yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. Watching them punch and kick each other and throw each other around. Mm -hmm. But what I really, really did love that made me, like, fall in love with the movie was when like, Ultraman is just, like, standing, like... Like still in the air, just that. He's doing that spin thing. I'm like, this is so fucking cool. And I was like, pedal to the metal the rest of the fucking movie. I, I loved, loved his it. his flying position. His, his that's flying definitely position. what he looked like in the original show. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stiff and it's, unnatural. It's it's so fucking good, and they still were able to like lend weight to it. So it's like, yeah, I guess that is well, how that stiff and it, unnatural, it plays, but alien. Yes. It plays so. so well. Like, they play with that, like, unnatural kind of feel of the original. Yeah. And then have it be, like, in this context of this hyper-realistic, like, fight. And it's just, like, your mind is trying to process <laughs> yeah, it. Because yeah. the thing is, like, he does, like, a classic, like, wrestler pose. But then he'll just fucking go and spin in a circle, kick him up, and then spacey and beam him out of existence. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's so fun. Loved it. I, Loved it. I also yeah. do want to shout out the, the fucking beam effects in this. Because they make them look, like, painfully like the original show. But again, they give them that extra layer of, like, oh, this is what this would look like just in higher depth. This fucking rules. It just yes. fucking cleaves the mountain in half it's when he so does it. It's so good! It's really fun. Yes. And he's throwing his fucking, oh. like, steel Anytime, yeah, like, 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 nature's being destroyed, that looks fucking awesome. <laughs> but yeah, let's get to the, the second part. Or I'd say even it's, like, the second act of when the second alien shows up, Mephilius. I will say, I thought the movie, like, was finished. Like, I was like, oh, I'm fully satisfied. Yeah. This movie fucking rules. The movie mm -hmm. is 20 minutes too long. Yeah. I disagree. I disagree. I, completely yeah. Yeah. Disagree. I, I also wanted to say, like, I, I was like, okay, Zarab is going to be the main antagonist of this movie. Nope, we get, like, two more at no. least. <laughs> I, love I love that the reveal of the film is he's a bitch. Like, yeah. Literally, he's a stupid little guy who gets the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. And then Mephilius shows up, and he's like, hey, fucking gonna get snazzy as shit here. Oh, with, like, a, with an artificial sun? Yeah. Is that what that thing is? It's, it's, so basically, they, they call it, this is, once again, going back to the original series. It's called the beta capsules, what he uses to basically get big and punch people. Um, and this is, I think, where they did an interesting twist with the film, is that Mephilius shows up with different intentions is that he realizes that humans are using this technology where they confuse with the Ultraman people. Uh, basically, they're, they're from this place called the Land of Light, uh, once again, from the original series. Um, but I think the cool twist is that Mephilius realizes that every human being can do this. So I suddenly realizes, oh, these are all huge, like, potential bio-weapons we can use. So it's like oh, Akira? It is. Wait, hold on. We're glossing over the most important part of the movie. Yeah. The giant lady. The, oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> all right. Everybody get out. <laughs> is that how they figured that out, that all humans could do yeah. it? Well, I, no, I, saw, I, I did say I saw it in a movie theater. Everybody just started masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> it, listen, the theater got wet. Yes. All around. Um, oh, wh where's the lip balm? Okay, so <laughs> another thing I do love about this film is that they're aware, too, that this is like... I think even the filmmakers and Anno and everybody around is like, okay, this is a fetish for people. So we need to yeah. make sure that we are aware of this. And also, freaks on the internet are taking all the pictures and putting it up there right away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. even brought in the... There's a TikTok video of it happening, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. And then, basically, the one of the SSP characters, who is uh, basically kind of your, like, 
I would say she's kind of like your sit-in of like she's the new one to the team, so you basically learn how everything's going on. Mm -hmm. The butt-touching girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I love that. Like she like grabs her own butt. Like let's do this. Yeah. The the former baseball player. Yeah. Is that what? Because they introduced her in such a way where like they kept talking about her, but you did not see her face until the last moment. And it's like kind of like oh yeah sure she's pretty but yeah like, I know I was like oh, what we what we you built her up a little bit too much it, it felt <laughs> like that it felt like a Misato moment for me yeah yeah and, totally you know and she's conventionally attractive she yeah. touches butts We're just yeah. so she's the DTF yeah <laughs> and she's she's the case of the not gays the not gays what, what's that yeah like well, you know, the red letter media like oh someone's got a case of the not gays. They, inter- be- they have a female character uh-huh. for the male character to be attracted oh, to. Oh, I see, I see. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, because Ultraman still comes off as incredibly gay in this movie. Yeah. Oh, he comes off as super aloof. He comes yeah. off as asexual to me. I he mean. does, but I think it's really good for the character, though. Yeah, right, right, right. But I was right about, like, the there was a human who died. And her name, and was, he, by the way, for like, the, the surrogate character is Asami, who I think they wrote pretty well. Um, the character who died who became Ultraman is uh, also named... Uh, I mean, it's uh, they. Was it, it Shinji? It's Shinji. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Shinji. But that's from the original oh, Shinjetsu. Yeah. Maybe. What did you guys think of the cast overall? Uh, the cast I thought was really great. Oh, yeah. yeah, a fun bunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I also like... I, I saw Drive My Car early, or I guess sometime last year now, and I was pleased to see uh, uh, Hidetoshi uh, Nishijima in the movie. Who also was the lead of Common Rider Black Sun. Uh, He's been going through okay, all the okay. rounds. Because I only knew him. Him. I only knew him from that movie, yeah. and which I saw not too long ago. So I was like, okay, cool. He's, I love that movie. He's a fantastic actor. He's really great in Black Sun as well. Yeah, he's awesome. So, I did notice something with like line delivery that maybe you didn't notice reading subtitles and whatnot. But it was all in Japanese. Anytime, anytime it was like the higher up. <laughs> They would start speaking way faster. Oh, I didn't notice that. I mean, they, they only did that in like the first act of the movie. They yeah. stopped it when like the president of the company or whatever started being more involved yeah. with shit that was going on. But yeah. like Hideki Anno, I think it's definitely him. Like like bureaucracy, like it sucks yet it is important. I think in this because movie, you need like the you need the managers being shit to you to be good at your job. At well, the I think the manager was too silly. He should have been sitting like this with his fingers tented and his glasses were just like sort of like uh, translucent white. For the listeners <laughs> yeah. at home, uh, Kevin is doing once again the Genji pose, so which is important. Genji posing. Is the My first Genji. introduction to Ava was uh, the Human Perfection Project. Is that what it's called? That Instrumentality. No, instrumentality is from the anime, but there's like a a, a porno. That has, like, oh, the well, my bad. I haven't, I, haven't <laughs> the, I haven't seen the porno. For some reason, calling it anime porno feels weird. Than Rather hentai. than just saying hentai. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I feel like, like hentai's good. Yeah. This was gross. Okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but going back to the cast of characters, I do like that even, like, the sub-characters of, like, uh, Taki, who was the younger, like, uh, basically, like, out-of-college guy who knew about, like, all the physics. The nerdy guy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. about all the Star Trek ships. Yeah, but I like that even, like, Yumi, who was, like, this kind of quite nerd gal... Is like she Velma. actually yeah she's Velma. She <laughs> not the current Velma yeah. but like but the original Velma yeah Mindy Kaling but at the end of the film like she was like one of the yeah, most... she wasn't calling anybody heavy your penis is small yeah <laughs> oh boy I don't need to get into that bag of worms Listen, can we review that next time we yes. review Velma no. I I'm, I'm curious about it I've not watched it yet. I have, I haven't seen it. I don't think I'm gonna watch it but anyway. it's a psyop anyway don't want yeah. to either uh, but I like that even Yumi who is like kind of more this like quite original kind of like nerd 
typing of a gal. Um, I said gal twice, which is weird, but like she becomes like one of the more important characters in the film. One of these brides. She figures out all the stuff at the end of the film, which I think is like all the characters have a moment to shine, which is pretty impressive for how short. I, I did like their their group. Like they were clearly like, even though I didn't understand what was going on, they were clearly like they were the ones getting shit done. And like yes. Luke, to your point, you brought up earlier the camera angles. I feel like every time we see these characters talking, the camera is hidden in the little corner or under a chair mm-hmm. and like you said that was gratuitous i kind of agree but i also liked it like i i like it because that's how i well i used to have this thought with like when i like wanted to be like a film director and stuff like oh i can't wait to make a movie like and use all these like stuff i see in anime <laughs> yeah like okay yeah. when's there gonna be a filmmaker to use all the shit that they saw in animes in More the 90s oh, and it turns everybody. out it's fucking Hideaki Anno yeah. doing it and who then, like, was the guy who made all those animes many more many more to come I I, I've thought about it a lot and I think it's a good thing because you have to think of it like they're doing all these like scenes about once again bureaucracy where they're talking about like, yes. logistics mm-hmm. and like how are we going to all this manpower down here I think doing the interesting camera angles helps kind of keep sometimes it meant something and I think like we're like oh they feel small because the the higher ups aren't listening to them mm. yeah. but it's also they just it was constantly something I think they were some kind fun. of business they were and, fun. and okay yeah it's because it's like, like if, I want if they the were like this because it's just cooler. Right? If they if they didn't do that, I would have like fallen asleep like with like a big snot bubble coming out of my nose. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then wake up with like a, a, a hashtag vein. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, it's like throbbing. Like yeah, <laughs> maybe go chibi for a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean we've all been there before. <laughs> Um, it's I I dash the cold water you turn into a woman yeah yeah (laughs) well no we're just talking about Rama in a hat um get back to the the track of everything I did spill on myself and that did happen yeah I actually turned into a panda yeah Um, pan the ass (laughs) hashtag dad life um Anyways, getting back to the plot. So the first alien gets his ass kicked. The second one shows up, which is Mephilius, which I feel like is one of the breakout stars of the film. Oh, sure. yeah, 100%. yeah. Um, his character is, like, done where he's, like, you know he's sleazy right off the bat, but, like, he's really charming. And I love that they have this whole scene and dialogue of, like, I, I've realized all humans are bioweapons, so I'm going to do everything to exploit that. You can try to stop me or you can join me. And then, basically, Shinji slash Shin Ultraman has this whole conversation in a restaurant, like, Oh, we can't do that. If we have to fight, we're going to have to fight. And it's a really cool like lead up to this big fight, which I thought was going to be the end of the Well, to be too. fair, before they went to the bar to grab a drink, they were playing on the playground. Together. Yeah, which is fun. And yeah. standing on the swing. And yeah, yeah, I, I, that was fun. And I think it was a really good scene because it's like they show that Shin Ultraman, even though he's like really alien, he's like, well, all these humans here have value in life. Well, I also want to say that scene in the playground... I feel like they kind of did a visual thing because he, is he talking, telling Ultraman about how they can be bioweapons? Yeah, he is. When he steps into the swing, so I feel like that's him describing like, oh, hey, humans can evolve. Right. And oh, like, I didn't That's a little that. bit of yeah. little, like that. Wait, I don't, I don't understand. So basically, I, I didn't realize. He's talking. Yeah, he uh, like uh, Mr. Mephistopheles yes, is talking yes. to Ultraman on the swings. He's not on the swings. And then he gets on the swing and then he's like, I'm a genius now. Well, I think that's him saying like, oh, that humans can can be used for more than they are right now. Much like this swing? Yeah. Okay. Well, more so him being higher up on the swing. Uh, looking think. down, yeah. 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 Maybe they could have hit the camera and like the slide or something. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they did that, but it seems that they probably could have. It's just have. again like 
there is some good visual storytelling because I think I got most of the story. Right, and that is just I think you were hyper focused on the visuals because you had no idea what anybody and was also, saying. Uh, There's a lot of dialogue in this fucking movie. Yeah. Yes, there is. And so also, that uh, is true. Hyper focused on the But I was definitely woman. focused on yeah. the visuals because I didn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you, you are right about that. I, I thought it was a really great scene of showing how like Ultraman and Shinji realize like there's value to every human life. You That's why what? I want to defend them. So there's value to every human life. That's one of my favorite sayings. It's one of my. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. we, yes, yes, yes. So th- this is what you want to. That got big laughs in the movie. Yeah, theater. So appropriately so. Appropriately so, so. So this is what uh, you missed out on for the subtitles. That when Mephilius is talking to the humans, so he'll keep saying very traditional sayings of like, "There's an end to every mean." It's one of my least favorite sayings. Or he'll say like. Something, something, something. The ends justify the means? Yeah, that's the one. Um, but then he'll also say other things like, oh, this is one of my favorite sayings. And I'll say that over and over again, which was Very, fun. very basic stuff. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was like funny in a very specific offbeat kind of way that yeah. felt very appropriate and very awesome and funny. <laughs> now, do you know if that's like just the Japanese being corny writing or like... I think it's just them making him oh, be a weirdo, which is uh, really yeah, fun. yeah. He's like, he's like, it's it's something you would imagine an alien saying, who is like, I know a little bit about human life and humanity, <laughs> and like these are the things I've grasped. And these are my favorite things. These yeah. are my least favorite things. I feel like it was like like such a clear scene of saying like, hey, buddy, I know how to fucking bro down too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fucking it's funny, it's quirky, it's stupid, and he does it five times because he's not a human being. Aliens have rules of five. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, bros before hoes. One of my <laughs> least favorite scenes. <laughs> Another great scene too is that. Are I, we having fun yet? Medium favorite. Scene. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they had such a great scene of like showing his character, and they have this big talk before they have the big fight. And at the very end of it, he just looks over to Shinji's like, hey, can we split this check? And I just like, man, that this was is good, yeah. such so fucking good, good character writing. Yeah, and like, I, 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 yeah, the movie just, for me, like, was, uh, kept on coasting and coasting for me. Like, this is like, yeah. and every scene was enjoyable. So they, they get to the big fight finally where basically Ultraman has said, okay, we're going to have to fight about this. I can't Where he fights this. Omicron? Yeah, where he fights Omicron. <laughs> um, they have and then Delta. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. They have a fun fight off where you think it's going to be like, okay, well, this is going to lead to Ultraman defeating him. But then, okay, this is when I have to get into a lot of Ultraman lore here. Okay. Yeah, please. I was Bra- a little bit confused. So everyone brace here. Okay, so. The well, rich- Ultraman seemed pretty indestructible he did, up until this point. Ultraman are technically indestructible if you kill He was more so st- stopped by his own like yeah. lack of will yeah. than by lack well, of Well, then the other ability. guy, like he kind of stopped. On, I can't forget the who, real name. Who now. was the other Ultraman? That's where, okay. So Zafi, that's Ultraman Zafi. Oh, right, you're right. Yeah. In the original series, <coughs> what happened is very, like, people always talk about how it's like ground story, like uh, groundbreaking storytelling. In the original Ultraman series, at the very end of the, the last episode, Ultraman actually gets killed. And he gets killed by Zeton, which is, we'll get into that as it goes on, which is the big bioweapon that they have in this movie. But it's this alien that shows up, and then basically at the end of the series, Ultraman Zafi shows up to revive him and being like, are you really fond of these humans where you want to keep fighting for them? In the original series, Ultraman's like, yeah, of course I do. So Zafi's like, okay, I'll give you back your life so you can do that. The twist for this is that Zafi shows up, who's another Ultraman, and he's like, hey, I'm from the Land of Light, which is where Ultraman's from. And we've decided that humans are too dangerous, so we're going to wipe them out. So fuck off. I'm taking over, and then we're going to kill all human beings. And so then basically Ultraman's like, no, I can't let you do that. The whole time this is happening, like, Mephilius she's, uh, sees that Zafi showed up. That's the very ending, right. though, right? When he's in the Inky Deep? Yeah. When he's in the uh, tie-dye universe? Right. Well, no, no, no. That's a different conversation. Yeah, he's someone yeah. when, like, they're, like, uh, Mistof- Mr. Mistopheles and Ultraman are fighting. I remember yeah. the second Ultraman saving him at one point. Oh, he, yeah, he yeah, does. And then they come back again. I mean, he technically Then they talk to him in the tie-dye universe. Yeah. 
So, basically in the series, and similar to this too, is like, uh, Zofi has this reputation of being like this guy who goes around and polices the universe, so if other kaijus see him, they get the fuck out of there. So I love that they kept this in the movie when Mephilius sees him, he's like, okay, I'm out of here, fuck this. Like, literally just flies off, like, yeah, I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, it's not worth the fight, it's not worth yeah. it to fight you anymore. Which has led to a lot of really good memes online right now. So the like, second Ultramanes are not related to the dead body? Of the dude that Ultraman no, is. No, so... The, uh, Ultraman... There's that scene when he went to see the dead body of his host. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Zofi doesn't have a host. He just shows up basically saying, like, okay, this is my jurisdiction right now. And the Land of Light has decided that since all humans are bioweapons, we need to wipe them out because it's too dangerous. So they're like the Q. Yeah, they're basically like the Q. Okay. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. actually. So, <clears throat> it, this is, like, the where they have the, the third act, which I wasn't expecting, of, like... Ultraman decides, well, I'm going to take care of this bioweapon he's making to wipe out Earth, which is Zeton. So he flies up there to fight him and gets his ass kicked, and then he basically comes back to Earth and is like, okay, I can't do this. And then Zavi tells him, like, okay, just stop and leave so you don't get wiped out. And then it's this whole, like, I'd say a few minutes where they really get into Just relax, it's okay. Yeah. It'll be fine, we'll go back to the light universe, we'll have some coffee, we'll talk. <laughs> and I thought this is where, like, they had some really good character development for the movie, is like... It's basically like the higher-ups and all of the SSP know that humanity's going to be wiped out. Uh, humans aren't aware of this yet, but they, they see that on the sky. So they're like, okay, do we just give up, or do we just like see what we can do? And basically everyone kind of stops except for Yumi, who's like, okay, we can figure something out. And then Taki, who's the youngest one, is like, okay, no, we should give up. But he finally comes back to go over all the principles of what they can do. And they like they find a solution. Oh, there is one scene where I think what happened like when he wakes up from his coma... And he immediately goes to grab the thing that turns him into Ultraman. Yeah. And she stops him. And I think she's like, no, stop. We have a plan. Yeah. Yes. I think that's what she says. That's, yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Once again, it's this thing that Anna loves to do where it's like all this pseudoscience you'd see like in early Star Trek of like, well, if you hit your beta capsule like .01 milliseconds before Zedon goes off. And they do that thing from the episode of Evangelion dance like both of you want to win. Oh yeah. Oh, the time yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. They do it better in Ava. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like the countdown timer. The countdown because timer. Because they have really it like, yeah, perfectly like that, yeah. planned. So basically they realize before he throws off this giant glowing ball of energy that will wipe out Earth that you have like point zero one milliseconds to hit the beta capsule again and then you'll both go to this like alternate dimension to bash him, but you might not come back. It was kinda weird how like I'm sure it's something from the original show where like when he would press it to change size and it's clearly a still image. I know. I was yeah. gonna mention that too. Yeah, yeah, I assume that must be from with the red background and he's like, oh, yeah, with the fist up there. Yeah, yeah. They call, okay. Yeah. They, they call it the Ultraman Rise. Every Ultraman has one. <laughs> when he transforms, they do the pose where he goes big, big, bigger. A man. If any dude who played Ultraman was a creep, saying like, I'm gonna give you the Ultraman Rise, yeah. probably would have been his go-to saying. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna start using that tonight. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And we get divorced. We have the receipts here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. A very dumb bit. Uh, Brandon, what was that device that he uses uh, called again? The beta capsule? Oh, you mean taking the red pill? Oh, damn, <laughs> dude! Yeah, nice. sorry, I only use alpha capsules. Oh, how about uh, it's the beta capsule? Oh, you mean the U capsule? Oh, damn. <laughs> Ouch. <Yeah>. Last episode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we finally got into the ending where he basically decides he's going to sacrifice himself to banish himself and Zaydan uh, into this The images universe. from him trying to run away from that singularity I love were it, really fucking good. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, that's like, it, it worked so well. I mean, I, I don't want to, like, fucking blow smoke up 
uh, Otto's ass. But it really like this is like the second one. Like this is like borderline like art film level oh, yeah. shots of like doing this weird like you can tell he's trying to escape but he can't. But, but it's also you don't want to give Otto too much credit because like yeah. I, I'm sure he had a lot of pull well, over. But he's not the dude who directed <laughs> yeah. it. I, yeah. Whoever directed that scene, I feel like that scene could fit into any single part of Twin Peaks: The Return. Oh yeah. Yeah. And totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never thought we'd say the new Ultraman was Lynchian. (laughs) (laughs) It's Lynchian. Coming full circle here. That's why it was so funny. That's why I couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) This is is where it really struck me, and this is maybe, I think it's just that thing as I get older, I get more emotional about certain things. But at the very end of the film, when he gets in this this weird universe, basically, Zoffy comes to rescue him, and they have this conversation like, "Are are you this fond of humans where you want to sacrifice yourself? I'm gonna allow this, and I will. And that's in the tie dye yeah. universe. Yeah, it's in the tie dye universe. But like, I feel like I was actually like getting choked up to almost like tearing up of like they're having this whole conversation about like what it means to be human and what it means like when you have to actually deal with like passing away. I've played enough Final Fantasies. I knew that's the conversation they yeah. were having, <laughs> but I did just didn't know the words. So I was like, okay, come yeah. on. And it, basically, the they have this really great conversation. It's like, would you actually want to have a human life where? Your time is limited, and then basically Ultraman's like, I think it's worth it just to have that experience, even if you end up passing away quicker, that you can bond with other people. So I actually like felt myself getting emotional. And then I like that after they have that conversation, they just have it where Shinji is sent back to Earth, and it's not clear if he's still Ultraman or not, and they just have it where he's waking up, and then that's the end of and the that's, film. That's that, the movie ends. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, you know what, that's like fucking Well, it's, it's, the, it's his co-workers looking over him, yeah. and yeah. then eyes open, cut to black. Yeah. That was great, yeah. Yeah, and so I feel like we've we've gone through it. We went through a lot of tangents. I think we should get to the reviews. Well, we didn't talk about the after credit scene when Sam Jackson shows up and mentions yeah. Godzilla's destroying Tokyo. And I was like, you got off. me for a second. Yeah, <laughs> was was there an after credit scene? No, I, I no. scrubbed through it a little bit, but I didn't think there would be. Yeah, but, but it's also th- like unless you watch like the last every single second of the last bit, you're never sure. It, I mean, these, that's what it is these days unfortunately I that's hate, how it I is hate that. yeah. you mentioned earlier that you like going to the movie theater I fucking hate going to the movie theater I mean I sat there waiting the lights were kind of on but I'm like what if I want to miss something at the end you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I mean what they did is they just played the theme uh, at the very end of it which is M87 I did I messaged you guys how like I was going through like a rabbit hole of like 60s theme songs I love they like those. two minutes long yeah the theme songs were so long back then I love that also with the original Ultraman theme songs for like a lot of the show era. It's just like literally them telling you what's going on. Well, they sound like like Russian marches. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like yeah, post World War Two, Russian like what would you get us the a music you would choir. use in a documentary about the Iron Curtain? Yeah, <laughs> we should bring it back. We should bring Russia back. <laughs> they kind of have. Yeah, that's kind of happening already. <laughs> it's gonna lead to World War Three. I mean, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. I have a daughter now. Um, yeah, I was say, like, your daughter's going to be the first victim. Of you have a reason to live, damn it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I think we should get to the reviews for this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you, the guest, Kevin. Okay. Uh, and this is gonna be, I want to say, uh, five out of five. Uh, Ultraman Rises, which is where he get big. Um, I would give it, can I do halves or quarters or anything like that? I would say you could do chubs. Chubs? Okay. Yeah. I'll give it four and one chub. Okay, one chub being like 25% of one. Out of how many eight. chubs? Five. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> 4.25, uh, yeah. whatever you said, Ultraman rises. rises. The, the points are chubs. Out of five. Yeah. yeah of it five. was not 
it was not quite at the level of Shin Godzilla for me. I love that movie. Yeah. I hope they make another one. Because um, it seemed like they wanted to. Yeah, it really is weird <laughs> that they had that ending. Yeah, it seemed like they wanted to. And this movie didn't have something like that. So it's like, well, maybe we will get another one of Shin Godzilla. But yeah, this Shin Ultraman, 4.25, Ultraman rises out of 5. Yeah. For me. That's pretty good. I'll give this 4 chubs. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I liked I enjoyed watching it without any subtitles. Will you watch it again just... to know what they're saying? I think I would. Okay. Yeah. I could, I could like, like when it when they released it on Amazon, because I was trying to buy it, but like yeah. it's not out anywhere yeah. right now. Like even in Japan they just released it on Amazon like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but I think I would rewatch it. And yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked that they clearly respect the source material and the old TV mm-hmm. show, which I was also thinking, like, Anno, like, you heard about that, that manga that his wife did? Yeah. About their first couple of years married? And it's about, like, he's apparently super into Super Sentai. <laughs> and how he has not done Super Sentai at yeah. all. Oh, he's he's building up to it. I'm sure he will eventually. Like, I can't imagine that not happening. You know, I'm, but... just, I'm not as excited. It's the one I could never get into. I mean, as you all know, I love Tokusatsu. But mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like it's Kamen Rider, Ultraman... Maybe some offshoots that are weird, like Garo or unofficial Aka Ranger. Which is well, like I, I still love Ano as like a creator, but after the last Ava movie, which I love, I don't, I don't yeah. no, I did too. But yeah. it's also kind of like I don't canonize him in the same way because he he did such a good job, mm-hmm. and he's basically saying like, "Hey, I told you, like, deal with your problems. Is now he... I'm telling you." Deal with your fucking problems. Yeah. Is, is <laughs> Don't he, watch anime about it. Are they going... True. But are, are they going to do a live-action Evangelion movie? Because I, I feel like I've seen a lot of merchandise. I, I, I used to always want that. I don't want I know. It. I, don't we, want I know Weta <laughs> was, like, supposedly involved. Like, they were in talks. Here's my projection back, about this. But I don't think it's ever going to happen. On Here's my projection. I think a very... Uh, uh, apparently... Or I shouldn't say apparently. I think in the future, we're going to get a right to do it for an American-made one. And it's going to be so bad. Yeah. I was like, I only want an, an American live action <coughs> if I'm the one who directs it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's never gonna happen. I'll make it happen, even if I became a film director. Before we continue with the reviews, what do you think is more likely to happen: a live action Ava or a live action Akira? Uh, live action uh, Akira is much more likely to happen. I don't know. I feel like there's been rumors about both for Akira. For, I'd say for Kira, get back the team that did the American well, Cowboy the problem with The problem with, <laughs> the problem with an American-made live-action Akira is the parallel would be 9-11. Oh. And that's just not as intense that movie would be as too like funny, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Well, okay, like, I, I feel like it has to be like set in Japan. Even if America makes it, it oh, has yeah. to be Well, I mean, it's also just Akira is so ingrained in 80s Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. So, like, that's where it was made for yeah. like yeah. even when the, the manga came out it was the early 90s or the, the anime 80s, came out yeah, late. but the manga wasn't even finished yet at no. that point. yeah it was like 75% done and then they yeah. did the movie anyways I know I gotta say this too but you should read the manga if you haven't yeah, right. do but it. yeah do this it. was it's so this good. was a good movie I loved the monster fights I kind of wish there were some more of them yeah like yeah, ones yeah. where like he got like his hands dirty like when he fought like the drill nose monster oh, that was yeah. such a good fight that was cool. i was surprised there were not more but i was also happy we got more of the rest of it because i enjoyed that more okay. yeah. yeah um yeah i feel like uh, that leads it to me and martin i'll i'll jump on for the review i'm gonna you know what i feel like i'm gonna give it 4.5 four four rices point five chubs 
Or wait. I wait, so four, two wait, two. Four, four rises, two chubs. I think that's right, right? For four four, four point five. So four erections, one chub? Yeah, four erections, one chub for all terms. Or is, is a chub worth half a boner? I, I, I like I like. <laughs> but a boner is only worth half a rise. I, I feel like oh, I like, I'm so confused. I, I, like, I like Kevin's system of a chub being point two five. <laughs> Um, but no, I got hard for Ultraman. <laughs> so it's a 4.5. I feel like as a fan of Ultraman, especially a lot of the original series, they did really good homage to, but they didn't get to a, its own ass of doing that. So they made a fun film still. And then on top of that, like the shots were fun. The fights were really great. Like just, if you go, this is a, this is a classic popcorn flick. I feel like you could enjoy this without knowing anything about Ultraman. Which I did. Yeah. And that was a challenge. It was and like, I'm going to go in knowing nothing yeah. and then see if they make me care. And I think it's actually I did more, as well. I, I think it's more fun not knowing anything because it's so weird of like, okay, it's an alien that gets big and then has like Superman powers, but also he has like three minutes to do everything. Well, there's knowing nothing about the character and also like, if you knew nothing about tropes. Yeah. yeah, like Japanese TV tropes. I think that would affect your how much. They you also like played it. on that a little bit, like in the beginning of the movie. Like for some reason, kaiju attacks only seem to happen in Japan. Yeah. Oh, and it was those, like those, those gags at the beginning were very fun. I, they were, I, they were. I love that the fucking Minister of Defense was responsible for naming all of the kaiju. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he was just like, yeah, just a funny name. That's yeah, <laughs> I love that so much too. Like they didn't even have a reason. Like yeah, I just a name comes to me and that's how it goes. Ultraman. God, that's funny. Yeah. What I did like at the beginning that they have where like they would show the kaiju and then they would have like the name yeah. right underneath it. I wish they'd done more of that. Yeah. Like yeah. anytime a new character sh- that would kaiju cool. shows up. Yeah. Like Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I forgot about Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Martin, that leaves you for the last review. I. So here's the thing. I fucking loved Shin Godzilla. This film is so much Shin more Godzilla is way better. on my exact level though. Because I liked Shin Godzilla but I'll be honest, the like the mass loss of human life really fucking bummed me out. Yeah. There is a single human character that is confirmed killed in this movie, and it really let me just enjoy the whole thing. Yeah, because yeah, even when even when fake Ultraman goes in and like fucking grabs his buddy from the parking garage, she doesn't get crushed and killed. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. gets comically thrown in the air and then softly caught. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Ground. It was so good. I'm giving this film a perfect five rises out of five. Wow, because yeah. I. I'm going to watch it again when I go home. I All right, it. welcome to the Golden Plate Club. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say, I'm just calling it the Golden Plate Club. What are you going to fucking do, Nick and Mitch? What are you going to do? Yeah. Come for me? That's not copyrighted. Yeah, that's a great review. And like, I Four totally agree with everything you say. <laughs> I do, like, as far as, like, and maybe if I, like, could understand the dialogue, mm. I would understand the goofiness a bit more. You really so should watch it where yeah. you can know what they're saying. And I feel like this is going to be a, a fun thing for people listening to this podcast. I like that the movie is so fun that you could watch it without any... Language understanding. You're going to have a good time. I, yeah. Honestly, for, for movies going forward, that we that there's like a good critical buzz around, yeah. and they come out in Japanese, maybe we should randomly assign one of us to watch it that way. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm putting my hand down now. We're doing that. Just watch the new Knives Out movie with a Japanese dub, Ooh. and then be like, you know what? Fuck it. This is it. Uh, foghorn Leghorn. Is this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is one? I think he has an Osaka accent. Yeah. <laughs> very, it's very thick. Very Kanzai. God, yeah. is this train a kaiju? I, I did watch that movie over Christmas with my family, and I'd never seen the first one, and I know everybody hates his Foghorn Leghorn 
talk. Oh, I, I kind of li- no, exactly. like it. I, I haven't seen the second the, one. Yeah, the people talking negative about it are just shit posters on Twitter. No, the, the, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this is kombucha. Hog kombucha. Yeah. And the Jared Leto's hog kombucha. And those same, I say so, I say it. And those same people are telling me I can't appreciate Miss Swan from fucking uh, Mad TV anymore? Yeah. Are they serious? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have done that joke. You know what? Uh, for my apology, I Alex Borstein at least looks Asian. No. I don't know if she is, but she looks Asian. I don't think she is. I don't think she is either. I think she's probably Italian or something. I think she's Jewish. I know she's well, for sure. Well, <laughs> the guys in my band are all Jewish, and they have this theory where, like, like Italians and Jews, they can play each other in movies, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I think for the, the stupid game section... Stupid games. I'm going to have a new fun one that I wanted to throw all your way, which is I'm going to... We're, we're, we're not doing a fucking Ron Canada. We're not Aww. doing what's the deal with this kaiju. I'm going to give you a kaiju name, and I want you to tell me, is this a kaiju from Ultraman, or is it from a different series? Okay. All right. So for the do first we get one, extra points if we can name the series that it's from? Yes, you do. Okay. okay. Yeah, first one, I'm going to give you a kaiju by the name of Dada. Uh, Rugrats. <laughs> oh. I'm saying that's from Godzilla. Too fucking easy, Brandon. Honey, I blew up the kid. You're all fucking wrong. It's from fucking the original Ultraman. There's, it's. Here, I'll show you. They right. have a daddy in that. That, that would have been. That would have been a, a, a funny name that the commissioner would have said. Damn it! <laughs> it's, it's, it's Japanese, so maybe Dada means like fuck. I think thing. it's really embarrassing because he's like one of the classic kaiju's from Ultraman. Like he's. Oh, he looks, looks like Mojo Jojo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, ooh. Oh my God, he's great. It are they, are they, are, is his head supposed to be that small, or are these both No, it's like, it's like a side, okay. it's like, he goes, there are species. It just has a bat, black background. So there are species of alien that go around, they steal others to put them in their zoo and make them entertain them, so, <laughs> oh, okay. As you do. Thank God humans don't do that. Yeah. All right, I'll <laughs> another one. Uh, the, the Kaiju Jamato, is that from, is it from Ultraman, or is it not from Ultraman? I'm gonna say that's from Super Sentai. Okay, Super Sentai, uh, one more time, the name? Jamato. Jamato. Fuck. I, I, like I don't like know a lot of... I, I, I'm going to assume it's not Ultraman because the last one was Ultraman. Yeah. I don't know a lot of the other series besides like Super Sentai and Godzilla. It doesn't sound and like... Kamen Rider, it. and then also you have Garo, which is a more recent one. I want to say that one. I want to say that one. Garo, okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to say Ultraman, but I also feel like that's the perfect name. Do you remember the game for the NES, Princess Tomato? Yeah. Yes. I feel like she'd have a brother named Jamato. No. Well, we we got kind of cl- Kevin's the closest. You're also close. Uh, it's not from Ultraman. It's from Kamen Rider. It's from the newest series, actually, Kamen Rider Geats. Uh, Are they a tomato person? They're vegetable based, though. I think, oh, yeah. I think it's pretty yeah. good naming. Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> Tomatoes are fruits. Oh, uh, let's not do this. Okay, fucking seriously. I guess they have to cancel the show now. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> we gotta call them. Let them know. And what's next? I'm they gonna... failed. This yeah. American pun doesn't work in your Japanese show. Yeah. And what's next? I'm gonna cancel just because I'm using slurs all the time. <laughs> I just think it's unfair. Hey, um, if our if our Clifford episode didn't get any of us canceled, uh, this won't. <laughs> Please listen. There are. Is that where I went on that anti-China rant? No, that's, no. The, that's the one where Mads and I kept uh, saying the K word. Oh, I remember that. But you can use the k-word have fun with it um, we all love ketamine anyway yeah. please continue okay this is the last one this is i think i think the wildest loop i could throw your way is red king a kaiju from ultraman just the name red king i'm gonna say no <sighs> i know that name that's from final fantasy isn't it no no you're thinking of red 13 
Oh, okay. I'm, and Red Dragon. Uh, they do have a lot of reds in Final Fantasy. I, uh, I was thinking King of Red Lions, so I'm going to say Ultraman. You're all, Martin's the only one who got it correct. Listen, I know Red King sounds like an American name. He's one of the most famous kaijus from Ultraman. So let me pull up okay. the picture. He looks ridiculous. I I want to say it's a famous thing in the fandom that they compare him to a... a from Kamen Rider or Ultraman? From Ultraman. Okay. Who was the king from uh, that Indian-made Kamen Rider? The Seven Riders. Oh, but there's fuck. an Indian Kamen Rider? Oh, there's. it's a great episode. <laughs> Listen to our episode about it. It's, it oh, movie. Okay. it's ridiculous. It's on YouTube. It's like something in the Seven Riders. It's wow. insane. I gotta remember the name now. I'll look it up. But this is... So people online have been making this joke for years, and I love it, is that they compare him to a, a corn cob, and you will see it right away. Oh, yeah, I see it. Oh, my God. He's getting owned. Oh, I'm turning into a corn <laughs> cob. <laughs> oh. uh, that just looks like a kaiju version of the Michelin Man. It really does. But, no, he's been since the original Ultraman. He's a really famous kaiju from the series, too. They just call him Red King. No reason. He's not even red. It, it, for some reason, that fits. I was yeah. thinking Red Jack from Doom Patrol. Oh. I was thinking of. Oh. Also great series. That um, comic could even better. Yeah. No, I mean... <laughs> Grant Morrison back when he was fucking kicking it around, you know. That was Grant Morrison, right? Yeah, Grant Morrison. Well, I like, it existed before him, but he was the one who made it super famous yeah. in the early 80s. Yeah, that and then Animal Man, he's fucking on a roll. Um, anyways, comics are great, but we should go <laughs> We should go to our recommendation and plugs right away and then wrap it up. So I'll, get, I'll give it to you, Luke. <sighs> Yeah, I will recommend something locked and loaded for this. Uh, uh, but that's the play date. Oh, it's a thing. Holding it like up right they, now, physically. It's <laughs> gonna be very difficult because like yeah, they're only on for like pre-order, like so you'll have to get on the next round of things. But it's a subscription-based uh, gaming console, and it has like a crank. Just go to the play date website and look it up. But I, I, my brother sent me his. It's very fun, and I hope enough people buy them to where they will get a second season of games. It's it's a very cute system. As, yeah. as someone who is a personal uh, just slut for handhelds, it's so fucking. Cute. It is made by uh, I've always teenage, Martin. It is made by Teenage Engineering, and they do like so it's those, hot. They yeah, they do those like uh, sound boxes from like video games. Yeah. Like a little like a portable synthesizer. Oh like, yeah, like, like like Street Fighter, Mega Man Two, and stuff, and those are really fucking awesome. You can like put into your like an old Game Boy and all that, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, just look it up if you want to get one. They're like just under two hundred bucks, and they're a lot of fun. So look it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll go for plugs and recommendations. I don't have any plugs because I have a baby, so I'm not doing shit <laughs> for a while. But also, like comedy's got a weird tinge. You talked about Thought Cops in the last episode, but it's like it's going really like alt righty lately, and I'm not liking it too I much. I see for for stand up comedy, I feel like. Oh, oh no! Grant said something about that. Yeah. I'm like I don't know. No, what what he says is your opinion now. Yeah, so. God. I forget he guys on a podcast. He, You're yeah, 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 basically. Yeah. He, but no, I I feel like just for recommendations, uh, I wanted to do a good Ultraman plug for this recommendation because I'm a huge fan of Ultraman. I always recommend a Common Rider, and that makes me think about one of my favorite Common Rider series, Common Rider Amazon, uh, from 1975, the same time that Ultraman Ace was airing which were two of the most violent shows ever made at the same time where they actually had to put start 
restrictions in Japan on how they were doing shows. That's why you should go back and watch Common Rider Amazons. I fucking got you again. I ain't doing Ultraman. All this hero <laughs> hero stuff. Ultraman Ace is pretty great too. You should watch it. There's a part where he rips a monster's skin off for like five minutes. So oh my fuck. god! Yeah. <laughs> That's not even a joke. They really it's like a long ass time to do it. They decided to get so weirdly violent in Japan on <laughs> media for 1975 specifically, and I don't know why. <laughs> Something happened. Was there a war? There's probably a war. Yeah. I don't know. And you war that Japan was involved in that America wasn't also involved in so yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't exist yeah, I just don't know about America, it America the world's good guy um, <laughs> oof wait yeah. I'll, I'll give it to you for recommendation and plugs Kevin. yeah I want to plug a Twitter account I found recently uh, it's at Pontifier P-O-N-T-I-F-I-E-R uh, this is this is a guy who owns a warehouse in Pine Bluff Arkansas <laughs> this is a good start already. And he just gets robbed constantly. And it's like, it's it's one of these things, like, it feels like a very, like, Grover House-esque or, like, something awful era of, like, these people who were, like, just the, the sunk cost fallacy. This guy, he has some, like, business where he has a warehouse full of CDs and he converts CDs to, like, digital media. <laughs> and if you, if you go to his page, like, he... Oh, my God, you're right. He does not, like, almost every day he's getting robbed. And at this point, he just, like... <laughs> got fucking robbed again. You look at look at it. Got fucking robbed again. So at this point, the and they're, they're not, not even, even robbing him to get his stuff. They're just robbing. Literally, him like I'm looking at this well, like, this Twitter right now. This is from January 2023. Notice a shape moving inside an abandoned building and caught these guys red-handed. What a surprise! The police didn't catch them. And the, like every video, it's like they're not even trying hard. They're just walking over. It, apparently, it has like one of the worst crime rates in the country. Everybody's like, get the fuck out of there, man! Like you don't have to stay there. And he like left his fucking wife and kids, and he's so determined to sell these or to convert these stupid cds and ever like at least once or twice a week he's like getting robbed posting video of himself getting robbed and going like huh, got fucking robbed again well, wait what are these cds he has in this warehouse and people like bring their cds to him and they have like these are like a, a video or like files we want and can you can you convert them oh, I, it, okay. it seems kind of like a fairly useless job I, to have in this day and age for, sorry for, i've I thought he like bought Columbia Record Houses old. No, old no. Houses. I was thinking no. like, yeah, he just had like he inherited all this old data on CDs, and now I have to train. He has to put it onto the digital like, format. I mean, does someone really need to pay that much for like, <laughs> like 80, that late eighty-five Fred Durst album? The, like that lady is... who recorded like a hundred to five hundred hours of network news. Yeah, and it's... then she died, and like some archive took it. And it's probably something. All of it. It's probably something like that. But this is a, the hardest I've laughed in a while. I just. It's really fucking funny. Can anyone? Can anyone tell from the sound what kind of gun I just heard firing shots outside my warehouse? Hashtag Pine Bluff. Hashtag Pine Bluff. This is why I hate this town. It's like you <laughs> hashtag Pine Bluff for everything. It's a, like every different kind of person is just like. And there's a video where like these two guys rob him, and like a third guy just like, walks up to the camera and just like spins it around. <laughs> like wow. it's just like, and he's just like uh, he's like trying to sue the town and everything. And it's also like From Maryland, no Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Arkansas, and like he just and it's like every once in a while you get these glimpses into like who he he's like also like kind of like. Uh, He's like kind of an Elon Musk bro, but also like he's like I like him, but I have some notes like that kind of guy. <laughs> you, know, worst kind. you know that kind of guy. It's like he just like living in his own world, and then he has like thousands of followers because everybody's like, "What is this guy's life?" I, mean, I love I, that because like Elon Musk, you take the money away, just like that guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, you know? right, <laughs> right, like, right. Even with the money, but like 
the yes. money the only thing just that makes looking him at his Twitter I feel like I instantly got the impression that he's like this like well we gotta hear both sides of every story when he like he would hear about like Hitler in school you yeah. know like yeah. just that you ever big... cough so hard your taint hurts yeah all yeah. that energy. <laughs> Uh, you know, he would have been a, a standout something awful character back in two thousand. Exactly, it feels like, it feels like very old internet. Just this yeah. guy who's like oversharing. What's he in Grover House, which is yeah, yeah, Grover House type. I feel like time. we need to like, yeah, exactly. We need to like copyright that now with this podcast. Is like we have just the the Grover House archetype right here. Like mm-hmm. this yeah. is you send him back to this day and age. Exactly, he makes the Grover House each time. One hundred percent. Yeah, no deck, no fucking like ever. ever. <laughs> It's stairs that get shorter and weirder if you love them. It's, it's just... It's and just a post man. like, my wife left me, but the house will be done. It, <laughs> exactly. It's the same thing, yeah. yeah. Now I'm just thinking about some of the more mean-spirited shit from back in those days. It's le- it just it's like, this guy is like... He's putting it all out there. Yeah. You know, we don't have to... But no one's doxing him. That's he's, true. If, if you're supplying it, then... No one's yeah. doxing him. He's just like... Here I am getting robbed again. In a way, he's also the most pure, like, condensation of the human experience. <laughs> right, right. Which I think, I think that's the note we got to leave on. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I haven't done my plugs. No, we're day. done. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was just trying to wrap because we really got to pee. I got to pee too. No, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Martin, give your reviews. They can go pee if they need to. No, no, no plugs. I, I saw. Oh, I know. No, you can plug them. But can I plug what I do? No. Fuck. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, yeah. I'll do my thing. Fuck! You know, uh, uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, at Kevin Potus, P-O-D-A-S. I do Thought Cops, I write for Hard Drive. Uh, I do all kinds of funny stuff, so check it out. All right. We've it. all been guests on it. Yeah. yeah well, it's a good show. <laughs> we'll get you on soon. <laughs> I have been on it. Oh my god, that was right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we did rush out of this. Ma- Martin, Martin, you were going to say... You were going to say you were... Uh, Sorry, my, my recommendation. Uh, I saw the first season of Letterkenny recently. Okay. Very fun show. That's it, a Canadian show, right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Fills, it fills the exact void. So you don't want to watch it. it, it no, <laughs> it fills, strike that off. It fills no, the sorry. exact void that Trailer Park Boys had in my life. Mm-hmm. That show progressively got worse, and the guys behind it, really it progressively did. got yeah. shittier. Well, because they only did that. Yeah. Like, we're and, really good at... and also, once they got rid of like the creator, who was like Ricky's dad. Oh, right, When he right. left, and they brought it on Netflix. It, just, it's just, I just, it was yeah, not the same. It makes sense to me of, like, you have three great seasons just stop after that you're fine they yeah. did, like, I honestly had a good seven or eight and it was like I, whatever, the, the Netflix revival is where I was like eh. yeah. that yeah. second movie uh, the uh, not the big dirty I haven't seen the movie. Countdown to Liquor Day. Yeah. Uh, that one was, it was exactly like the show. That one was awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Letter Sorry Kenny, to super, interrupt No, no, no. Letterkenny, super, super fun. Loved it very much. What's, what's it about? Oh, it's... it's uh, I'm sorry, what is it, a boot? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's about this uh, small rural town in Canada, and it's about these uh, these four people who live there. You got this... Uh, I mean, hell yeah, it is just their, their their day-to-day lives there. And very solid character interactions. I, I love the main... Well, I guess he's the main character. There are main four, but the main okay. guy, uh, Wayne, uh, such a good physical actor. Like, he, he has a presence in every scene he's in. He's got a real welcome to Chili's stance yeah. every every place he goes. I, fantastic. Yeah. I, I, Chili's? Yeah, he died. The welcome to Chili's uh, kids. Oh, died. I was like, I'm like, oh my, please don't tell me Chili's is gone. <laughs> no, Chili's still there. <laughs> okay. Also, the guy who said that Adam is also dead. Does, does, does uh, Chili's even exist anymore? I don't it think does. I've ever seen... A, Anything that's not a chili millennials too. have killed chilies. I've seen chili, plenty of chilies too, because I go to the airport. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. 
Chili's, <laughs> Chili's still exists, but I love the idea of Brandon being like, yeah, this this company's gone. Chili's is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Chili's has left the building. One more I wanted to say that I didn't hear in this movie. so bad. The last thing I have to say. That I saw in like the theme songs for Ultraman. Him going like, yeah! Yeah. She watched. Yeah, there wasn't enough of that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did have one more plug. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> the front of Brandon's uh, penis. <laughs> it's full of little, little tiny cork. Uh, tweet, tweet at me on Twitter if you saw the Madoka Magica reference within the movie. Oh yeah, oh. it was there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And as always, here we go. Three, two, one. Quick. Oh, you're like, you're like the way I fuck. I, I guarantee it. This. Okay. We might have gotten it right that time, actually. I think we did. <laughs> show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs> <laughs>